are going to begin today's conversation with Partiv Trivatsan, Head of Platform Companion Ventures. Partiv, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me on, and it's nice to meet you. So Partiv, tell us a bit about, the, about your background as well as about your firm. Sure, absolutely. Um, I've been involved with entrepreneurship for most of my career. I've been uh, I've been in well, I've been working with startups for about 18 years now. Um, eight of which I spent uh, as a founder at a learning and development services firm that I grew from scratch to an exit. Um, I this was back in India. I moved to the U.S. in 2012. Uh, I'm now a co-founder at Companion Ventures. Uh, Companion Ventures is a Boston-based venture capital firm that invests in post-seed, pre-series uh, A companies, uh, primarily B2B technology startups. Um, we, we typically invest in companies that are uh, that are just past the seed stage, but not quite at the size of an A round yet, and that's our primary focus. And um, how big is the fund? Uh, we're investing out of a $40 million fund. Uh, and, and and one key aspect that I should mention is is we we have a so what I do specifically at Companion is is I head the Companion Ventures platform team and this is the team of subject matter experts with competencies around sales, marketing, uh, finance, and analytics. Uh, we're essentially a- acting as an operational team for the investments that we make, helping them scale up quicker, faster, more efficiently. Uh, in terms of the our investments, we typically invest in price rounds. These are uh, rounds that are uh, usually around three to five million dollar raises, and and we lead those rounds more often. And uh, geographically, you invest in the U.S. in India. Where do you invest? Um, we've been seeing deals all across North America, so it's primarily has been here in in North America, and and we also see a few deals in Europe as well. Not India. Not India. And where in the U.S. are you based? We are based out of Boston, um, but again, that's that's our operating base. We are we are I guess as far as the U.S. goes, we are fairly. All over now. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, talk a little bit about within B two B. What is your investment thesis? What do you like to invest in? Where do you have special competence in? So far. Got it. Um, well, I think we categorize uh, our, ourselves uh, as 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 being sector and technology agnostic. Um, we we pay more attention to business fundamentals. I think we are more stage specific. So we look for companies that have a strong team, uh, have a sustainable uh, business model, have great distribution dynamics, uh, have strong market uh, tailwind supporting them. Uh, but having said that, we we are uh, we don't we don't invest in B2C or healthcare or life science companies. What about uh, stage? What do you want to see in a company that is trying to raise a three million down uh, three million round that you would be leading? What uh, what do they have to have in place? Awesome. Uh, so. Specifically, what we like, I said, we we I think the rounds that we invest in have go by different names. It's typically a C plus or a C two, or it's sometimes called a pre Series A. Um, so so I think if I had to 
describe companies that we invest in. We're looking specifically for capital efficient companies that have launched uh, their product and have early evidence of product market fit. In terms of numbers, this, this typically translates into companies that have a million to $3 million in, in revenue um, and are specifically raising the capital uh, to, to, to double or triple their revenues in the next 12 to 18 months. Okay. Let's um, do a few case studies of companies that you have invested in. And as you describe these, tell us when, when did you see them? How did you find them? What did they have that convinced you that you wanted to write the check? What I'm trying to do is get a little bit into your head to see how your firm looks at uh, investments. Sure. Um, in terms of uh, deals that we see, uh, we, we play, I think we fill a vital gap in the venture ecosystem, which is uh, at the uh, right in between a seed round and a series A round. Um, what we, the way we typically work is we have really strong relationships with other venture firms. We have a strong relationship with the ACDs firms, which uh, have identified companies that are really interesting, but don't quite check their boxes yet as far as investment goes. Uh, and are tracking them, so that's a that's a great referral source that we that we uh, leverage to find great deals. Similarly, we've got a, a very strong network of angel investors and seed investors who have invest, made great investments, uh, and we look at portfolio companies that are quite right at the stage that we look for. So these are two primary deal sources that we work off of. Um, if I had to give you a specific example. Um, our most recent investment has been in a really exciting company called RoadSync. Um, RoadSync is an Atlanta-based uh, uh, startup. Uh, they're, they're in the digital uh, payment platform for, uh, for the transportation industry. Um, we found them, uh, we were really excited about the deal. Uh, we found them uh, uh, through, I mean, they were a referral because we co-invested with Basin Partners and Hyde Park Venture Partners on the deal. Um, mm -hmm. They, they check all the boxes as far as our investment uh, theses go, goes. Uh, they have a great product. They have uh, great market traction already. They were solving uh, a problem. Uh, very interestingly is, is they, they, were, they were essentially bringing into the 21st century an industry which hasn't moved forward uh, as, as far as the technology adoption goes. So the, the problem that we're solving was taking a really manual, cumbersome, paper-based transaction uh, aspect and making that uh, completely digital, uh, which was really exciting for us. Um, and, and, and it essentially checked every box that we looked for. So, so they, were, they, they were doing more than a million dollars in revenue. They had really great traction, like I said, um, and, and really good prospects in terms of uh, growth in the next couple of years. And when you say you have an operational team that works on your ventures in this particular case, what did your operational team do for uh, for the company? Uh, this is this has been we announced the deal on the first of April, so it's still early days. Uh, but mm -hmm. if I have to talk to you about what we typically do, our, our competency is primarily primarily around go to market. Um, we we act as an extension of the startup itself. So the way we think about this, or the way we approach uh, uh, engagements, is is to identify areas where the team potentially uh, lacks uh, depth or lacks uh, expertise in. Uh, and, and what we do is go down into the team, roll up our sleeves, and actually start doing the work along with them. 
So this could be something as simple as, as help, helping them with introductions, could be something more intensive as doing market research, doing voice of customer studies along with the team, helping them figure out where their product is going, maybe help them identify customer segments, pricing sensitivity of their customers. So any kind of research that would uh, further their growth agenda is what we uh, can engage on. We followed that through with, with helping them uh, leveraging our finance competencies, which is around uh, saying if they are going down a specific path, uh, how does that strategy, what does that strategy mean in terms of impact on their cash runway, impact on their uh, customer acquisition cost, impact on their customer lifetime value. So essentially help them build out uh, uh, a full 360 degree view on, on the impact of the business based on different strategies that they could pursue. Uh, and, and again, we could also follow this through with helping them staff the functions uh, with, with the right people at the appropriate time. Um, so we don't, I mean, I think very simply put, we, we see ourselves as an extension of the team, think of us as, as um, experts that go in and, and are not shy about getting down to work, rolling up our sleeves and, and doing all the hard work that's required uh, and doing everything. We're we are really true, think of us, ourselves as partners uh, to the CEO and the executive team. Let's do another example of another company that you've invested in and, and go through some of the same kind of analysis on, on how did you find them, et cetera. Sure. Um, another interesting uh, company that we've invested in uh, is, is a company called smartwid.io. This is a company which uh, deploys artificial intelligence to, to help um, help the construction industry uh, mitigate risks as far as uh, uh, accidents and incidents go. Um, a, a key thing, so like I said, we're not really specific on the type of role that we could play. We look for gaps that we can essentially fill. Uh, with respect to smart grid, I think what we helped them do was essentially we incubated a team to help them with machine learning. So they deployed artificial intelligence to identify uh, security concerns based on feeds that they could get from, from cameras and from photographs. Um, so we, we incubated a, 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 an image tagging team for them to, to, to help accelerate their uh, uh, AI development. Um, and we, we built out a small team. We did that uh, for, for a little while. And right now, the team is actually a 35-member strong team that they are that helps them build that uh, assets to, to help with further their machine learning and their artificial intelligence deployments. So that's not go-to-market. That's implementation. Like I said, yes. So it's it's the entire spectrum of anything that we could help with. So it it starts with go to market, it moves to operational, and it ends with helping them understand the financial implications as well. So it's, and who pays for this? So uh, these are engagements uh, that we support our portfolio companies with. So if it's from our team, obviously it's just the work that we do as a part of our contribution. And when, uh, and we also recommend partners that they could work with. So those are direct relationships that our portfolio companies might engage with third-party vendors as well. So but this case study that you provided of, uh, of building a verified-member team that I assume the startup's paying for it, yeah? They pay for the team, yes. We, we, we don't own the team. They own the team. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Now, I, um, so I, I, for instance, went help them kind of frame out the process and, and think about how they should be doing this. And then they, had, uh, they, they then went on to hire a team and, and to build around that. Okay. Um, what trends are you see, seeing in the 
in both your portfolio and in your inbound deals right now. We are in, you know, May 2020, in the middle of the COVID crisis. What are you seeing? Well, uh, it, things haven't really changed much in terms of our deal flow. We still continue to see uh, high growth B2B tech startups that have found product market fit have begun to rapidly scale. Um, and are still a year or, uh, or two early for more CDC funds. So that's been a constant. Uh, and that's probably because maybe we have to, we're still, it's still early days uh, as far as the COVID-19 uh, crisis goes. Uh, so that aspect hasn't changed. Um, we also see, I mean, like I said, we see a lot of deals referred by, by, seed, by, by series A or seed investors. So that's been fairly consistent. Um, but as of right now, I think it's too early to tell about the impact of, of COVID-19 on, on our deal flow because we're still, our deal pipeline is still fairly robust and solid. And what trends do you see in general in terms of types of companies? Are there any, um, you know, any highlights of what kinds of companies are we seeing in 2020? Uh, so we have a very specific focus and we built our deal flow uh, relationships to, to kind of deliver uh, companies that fit those criteria. So in terms of what we are seeing, it's, it's, it's largely been B2B tech companies that are... That are, that are uh, well, I said that I'm trying to double click down on B2B tech. B2B tech is a pretty broad thing. So it is B2B tech. I think it's it's a um, it's a dynamic of what we look for. So we're given that we are fairly industry uh, and sector and technology agnostic. So we see deals from AI to to Bitcoin to blockchain to it's been very very broad based, um, and and these have been companies with with ambitious visions and 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 great cutting edge solutions for for large markets as well. So it's not. Do you do cyber security, for example? Sorry. Do you do cybersecurity? Yes, we do. So, so like I said, so so our our criteria is pretty very very broad. We're agnostic, so it's more state specific, and that's where we we see where we can, uh, what fits us and where we can add value. Okay. All right. And uh, are you looking for unicorns? What is your your small fund? And I and and where the question is coming from is that. You know, some of the smaller funds are trying to differentiate by um, looking at capital-efficient deals that would seek early exits and not necessarily unicorns. So, how do you, how is your firm structured, and and how do you look at your investment thesis in that context? I think that's a great question, right? Um, I think to a large degree, we've already seen a, a correction in the way how early stage investors are thinking about capital efficiency. Um, uh, and I think it's, it's kind of, uh, it started with a series of disappointing tech IPOs that Wall Street uh, showed that, it's pretty much showed that Wall Street didn't have too much of an appetite for unicorns without a profitable business model inside. Um, the way we think about it, we've always been very, pragmatic in our approach to, to investing in early stage companies. Capital efficiency is a core guiding principle of ours. Um, we do follow on in subsequent rounds. We passed, participated in secondary offerings that later stage CT, uh, we see sometimes inject into their deals. But as far as we go, uh, I think 
very close to our hearts, very close to our our, our, our thinking all the time is, is a capital efficiency and how capital efficient startups can be. So that is front and center for us. So you're not necessarily trying to play the unicorn game. You are open to early exits and uh, smaller exits. Yes, we are. But again, in, in relative to our size and relative to, relative to our investment size and relative to what, what we are looking for. So just to elaborate a little more on that, um, we're generally investing in, in post-money valuations that are between 10 and $20 million. Uh, most of the companies that we are seeing are, are already in well past the $1 to $2 million ARR uh, range. So the exits that we're looking, so we're looking for successful exits that make a ton of sense uh, in the context of the deals that we've entered into. Uh, we're not, so what, sorry? What is your, uh, what is your preferred, preferred exit stage? Are we talking $100 million exits, $200 million exits? Where, what is your, what is the <laughs> point at which you're trying to look for exits? Uh, we're not specifically at a, we're not specifically looking for an exit. We're not artificially trying to inject an exit. I think that's something which, uh, which the market dictates more than anything else. Um, obviously, just as any other venture capital firm, we have, uh, we have to delve, we, we are looking at IRR and we're looking at a, the multiple on invested capital as, as key performance metrics for us. So I think anything that, that helps us deliver on those key key metrics that we hold ourselves accountable to is what we'd look for. So if it is a really early exit when, when it makes sense, uh, I don't think we can, we can generalize and say it's a, it's a dollar figure. I think it's very contextual based on the investment that we've made, the prospects the company has, the growth that it's been showing, what potential it has in the future. So maybe it's, it's, it's a much smaller exit, less than $100 million in, in, in some cases. Maybe it's, it's, it's an exit in the $50 million range, or maybe it's an exit in the $1 billion range as well. So, so I think that's a little difficult to characterize. Uh, but I would say it's, it's situational. It's very specific to the type of investment that we've made and, and the prospects of that company. So um, last question, actually, on this. Um, some of the smaller funds are exiting into larger funds because there's there's quite a few very large funds right now um, who are willing to play that game. Is that something you are seeing? Uh, not, well, given my limited view on, on the piece, I haven't encountered too much of that uh, at this point. Um, my partners might have seen some of these, but I, from my perspective, I think it, it's not something that I'm not, I'm, I've seen or I've, I've been very familiar with at this point. All right. Is there anything else about your work that I should have asked you that I didn't that you would like to highlight? Um, well, I'd love to talk a lot more about all our portfolio companies, but uh, but I think I think you've covered a lot of ground. Like I, I hope. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm more I'm curious, and I'm hope that whatever I said uh, provides your audience with with the insights or or the the ask the angles and aspects that they were looking for. So I'm. I'm I'd love to know if there was something else that you think I could talk more about, which might be helpful for your audience. Well, you know, this is the beginning of a relationship. What we, uh, what we do when we bring investors that we haven't worked with before on to this series is, is basically just start the process of getting to know you. And, and uh, you know, as, as deals come up, we will have a chance to interact and, uh, and 
you know, learn more about your work. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. So if I could say, if I could just add to that, I think one, one thing I didn't mention is uh, one, one aspect which we, which is another deal flow, uh, deal flow opportunity that we, uh, that we try to uh, leverage is that my platform team, I keep about 20% of my platform team's time dedicated to companies without, outside of the portfolio. Uh, so oh. these sometimes are companies which are, uh, and this takes different forms. Sometimes this is a mentoring relationship to help help a really early stage company where we think it's interesting and has prospects. Um, it could be a company which is which is which is not quite at our stage, but is one stage removed in the hope that uh, we are on their radar. We get some kind of a working relationship with them to understand them more. Um, okay. So talk a bit about that as well. Uh, so I'm happy to to. To, to review if you have interesting companies or companies that might benefit some kind of mentoring, we're more than happy to, to help collaborate and provide something there. All right. Sounds good. I will definitely keep that in mind. Thank you for coming, Parthiva. I hear that you're getting on a plane. Is that a uh, is that the first uh, time you're doing that? In, 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 in uh, we do have a, a series of, of workshops that we've scheduled for the next two weeks, uh, remote workshops. Uh, and I have one getting starting off in and actually in a quarter of an hour. So that that's the only thing. Okay, good. <laughs> I was a bit concerned about getting yeah, on exactly. plane. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, stay safe, and uh, we will keep in touch. Sounds good. Thanks so much, and and you stay. stay